it's your life to do you do what brings you the most amount of satisfaction that you can find because that's it if you if you're happy and you're fulfilled that's going to ripple out that's all we can do is ripple out so what are you what are you putting out in the world if you're putting out stressed negative uh maybe how we have so many problems at the moment if we all put out like this happy content because if i'm happy and content i can look at you and i'm not going to see your faults i'm going to see the parts of you that shine that that are beautiful you know but if i've got my inner critic and my perfectionist going i'm gonna look out at the outside world and i'm gonna see their faults and their horribleness and we're all there's so much of all of us so you get to choose give me my rose colored glasses thank you Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Boomer women. Are we wise women? Are we mavens? Are we crones? Hell yeah. And we're also still curious, fun-loving, interesting, the list goes on. This podcast is for you. My guests are folk who have a message for our demographic. And if you want to hear a specific message, let me know and I'll find the guests. This podcast is also a conversation. We women know its value, we know how to do it, and we must perpetuate the art form. I try and let my guests have the greater say, and usually we fit in a good laugh or two. Listen in now to today's guest. We've had a pre-chat and already we're in stitches. So let's see if I can do this intro. Creativity. So often when we think creativity, we think of the artist, the sculptor, the fantasy writer. As boomers, too many of us were told to give up in art class, to not come back to choir, to pursue a more practical career. And yes, I just used air quotes. I think I was told all three of those things during my school days. As I've gotten older, though, I've realized I'm actually quite creative, just maybe not in the traditional ways. The more I belt out songs alone in the car, the better I've become crooning with my frail elderly clients. And okay, yes, some of them have dementia. (laughs) I sit with my early morning coffee on my tablet, dabbling in my coloring app, And give me a website to build, and I love spending time browsing through font libraries and experimenting with color charts. I'm willing to bet many of you are equally creative. My guest today will back me up. (laughs) I will. (laughs) I just gave her the eyeball. And she'll take it one step further to talk about how we can create the life we want. Hayden Starbuck, welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. Thank you. I'm, it's great to be here. And we're neighbors, which is so cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, who was it that said it's great to be anywhere? Oh, that was George Carlin, I think. It's great to be here. It's great to be in. I don't know. One of those old guys. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Okay. Hayden, let's jump right in. How do you define creativity? Oh, I think creativity is it's how people show up in the world. It's how they express who they are as an individual. Because if you and I both sat down to do anything, host a dinner party or train our dogs, we're going to do it in a different way. So it's it's like the, it's it's kind of like your soul voice. That's how I think of creativity. I like you, that. It's you being you. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I used to work with a fellow who'd say, "Agnes, don't be who you are." Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I didn't used to think of it. I used to think it was funny, but now I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, duct tape right across his mouth. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your creative self and your journey to that place. Or, or was there even a journey? Yeah, I, I mean, I think like all kids, you get exposed to different mediums, whatever. Then you go to school and you get that all kind of 
I was going to say beaten out of you, but not, and you did the, the hand motion, not literally beaten out of you, but figuratively, I, you know, school, they just try and like fit you in a little box and make you a little good, you know, economic soldier or whatever. But then I got to college and I just looked around because I didn't know what, I didn't even want to be in college, I was done with school by then. And I looked around and I thought the people having the most fun were the artists. So I thought, let's do it. Let's become an artist. <laughs> So fast forward some <clears throat> few decades, and <laughs> yeah, I just ended up following rabbit trails of creativity and eventually earned my living that way. COVID hit, and I decided that, well, and my body decided we're just kind of tired of the, the grind of all that. So now my big creative project is my land. I've got a couple acres, and I'm just home kind of creating on the largest scale I ever have, which is fun. It's so much fun. And it's it, for the first time ever, it's not for profit. It's not for, it, it's it's just for fun. So I'm, I'm quite excited. Did that answer your question well enough? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's funny because it hit home in so far as in 2007, I moved, I gave up everything here and moved to another mm-hmm. town to take care of my mom. And it was, it was about this house and it needed renovation and it was this big clean slate. Now I had a, you know, for this, for her, for whatever, but still it was, yeah, just, it was so fun. It was just like, I had to consult with no one. So yeah. yeah. Right now I'm addicted to any DIY gardening, home renovate. I'm just like, what I, it's like feeding my soul of these, these things I can do. Uh, Yummy. (laughs) as we continue on this conversation i'm really hoping our listeners don't say oh to hell with it that sounds too good click on to do their own thing i hope they do listen through (laughs) okay i read your bio and i saw words like curiosity magic flow can we start with cultivating curiosity yeah so for me curiosity is uh, i mean when i hear that word i think of me or any little kid I picture the woods because that's where my happy places were, still are. But just that that place in your brain where, and your soul and your spirit where you're you want to know about the world. You're you want to sit there and watch that bee digging in the soil, and you're open enough that like I just walked out my front door. There's a bird nest right outside my front door. I didn't know it was there till today. And the little birds are like they're alive. The mama's feeding them. They're all chirping. So now I'm curious about that it's 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 like an openness to to the world around you and the magic just to get into one of those other words because there's so much magic in the world and I think if I personally am too bogged down in making money and doing the grind I I'm not open to that I close down the curiosity I close down the magic and therefore I'm not happy and if mama's not happy no no You know, so, you sound like a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I gotta say, as those baby birds grow, the one thing you gotta be absolutely amazed about is how they lift their little butt ends and shoot that poop right out of the nest. <laughs> they, <laughs> they built the nest like which well, you have the same plants we do, somehow on a honeysuckle, a native honeysuckle, and against a building. So I'm very curious to see my my building's probably gonna be covered in poop in a month. <laughs> I'm I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> it hoses off. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so so we're curious. How do we nurture the magic? Ah, <sighs> nurture the magic. I uh, well, I just took a big breath, so that's that's a good st- place to start. I for me, it's about slowing down, being present, and really. I was going to say taking in your environment, but if you're in the middle of a big city, I don't know how well that works. I live in fairyland. So for me, the magic's everywhere. Although I can hear a chainsaw right now. That's not so magical. It's, yeah, it it's really about coming to that place inside yourself that's connected to the outside world. And when that conversation starts between you and the birds outside my house, there's magic in that. It's like It's like a, a way of being uh, maybe okay here we go creativity is how the human speaks right that's how we express ourselves i feel like magic is how the earth speaks i feel like that's how does that make sense it does because yeah as soon as you sort of 
open yourself up to to mm-hmm. what's there, like the nature, the magic, the natural, yeah, uh, or supernatural. That's all right too. All connected. <laughs> I'm sorry. I live in an old house, and I know there's other people living here with me who to whom I speak regularly. <laughs> Absolutely. Do they speak back? Not so far. Yesterday I got home and they've been in my office because <laughs> you can laugh. I walked into my office and there was mothballs. Like I could smell it. And the previous people who lived here used mothballs. So I looked around. I said, you better not have touched anything. <laughs> That's a really distinctive smell, too. I mean, it is. Know. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't fake that. <laughs> so, okay. So we've gone from nature and natural, <laughs> supernatural, to living in flow. Mm. Oh, sorry. No. You <laughs> shouldn't You're... have done that on podcast because I've just finished saying that I've gotten better with all my <laughs> singing in the car. <laughs> Oh, you're adorable. Yeah. So flow, I think, is when you're you're at that place where you are open, you are connected, and and it just it works. It's like everything clicks. I will have an idea and it might take three years before that idea really takes root and starts growing. But once it does, ideally I get on board with it and just go with it. But at the same token, I can't have that same idea and expect it to happen now. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they take, you know, there's just this natural rhythm to things. And if you're lined up with it, it works. Your life is kind of easy and not, I'm not saying things don't happen. Things happen. Of course, I don't live in that kind of fairyland, but, but there's a, I get, how do I say this without using the word flow? <laughs> there's a natural flow to flow. Thank you very much. What you're reminding, you know, what you're reminding me of, though, is, you know, when you're when you find that thing, it yes. takes on a life of its own. Yes. Thank you. That's it. Exactly. And and you and there's where I feel like there's the magic. You come into conversation with it. You co-create with it, which is just what I'm doing with my land right now. And on my land, I also have dogs and sheep. So how do I how do I create the world I want to see on my property, but keep the sheep happy? Know they're destructive nature no the dog's destructive nature <laughs> but have every it, just create in this place where i'm happy humans happy the dogs are happy the sheep are happy the native plants are happy the native wildlife is happy you know so that we all kind of get our needs met and it's it's fun it's fun to find that balance not always but most of the time <laughs> i'll put yet another word in your mouth coexist yeah exactly i want those plants but my sheep keep eating them so (laughs) yeah that's a whole nother conversation that's a good word dance the dance of life okay yeah yeah sometimes it's a cha-cha-cha and sometimes it's a beautiful waltz (laughs) and sometimes i get involved and i trip over my own feet Mosh pit was the there you one. Go. Okay. thank you. That's even better. <laughs> there's something, and I need to do more research on this, but there's something about that time of day just after dusk that the animals, the outdoor animals, get really restless and kind of aggressive with each other. And that is not the time to go out. That's the mosh pit hour. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I, I started out by saying, you know, my frail elderly clients, there's something, especially in dementia care, called sundowning. Yeah. So um, perhaps that's a, an animal thing as well, like or a four-legged animal thing as well. That's true. It might just be something in us as beings on this planet that a lot of us who are more socialized got socialized out of. But the animals are still connected because my alpaca do it. My sheep do it. My goats did it. The dogs just rough house all day. Although they sleep, you know, midday when it's warm, they rest and they save it up for the cooler hours. Oh, my mother would have said they were playing silly bugger. So, you know. That works too. There's a lot of silly bugger out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are the good words. Um, there's <laughs> there's other phrases that have, I think just we think of them in more negative terms, like getting out of our comfort zone. Now, something tells me you and I probably don't have a lot of trouble with a lot of that. I'm not going to say all of it because I do have troubles getting out of certain areas. <laughs> and I know you haven't jumped out of an airplane yet. 
yeah, I, I, I'm willing to do the wind tunnel that's on the ground, but I, the jumping out of the airplane probably not going to happen. Yeah, the comfort zone is a funny one. I, I get restless if I stay in it too long. Obviously, it's a really fun place to be, but I don't grow as an individual and as a creative unless I at least push the boundary of that, preferably like go flying through it, screaming and yelling, woo-haw or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that I'm going to disagree with you that it, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a good place because sometimes the comfort zone is... It's a place that you're stuck and it's not mm-hmm. that you want to be there, but you just don't quite have the creativity, the imagination, the magic, the flow to break loose. So hmm. I guess it depends on how long you're in the comfort zone. Yeah. I, my work up until now has been very season. Actually, even now it's still seasonal. So when there's a season that I can't like the last two days have been really warm here. I was just a vegetable. I did nothing. That's kind of a comfort zone. And that's fine, but I need to honor that and know that it's going to pass. I'm not stuck. I'm just resting. And I got to give myself permission (laughs) to go with that. Because if I'm beating myself up about the fact that I'm taking a break, that's that's not helpful. (laughs) Well, you see, the other way that I look at that, because as neighbors, I'm having the same weather as you, (laughs) is... If, if I lay low and stay in my cool old heritage, cool as in ch- chiller, <laughs> not cool, <laughs> then, then I'm, I'm in a happy place. I go out there, start walking around in that, I'm trying to think what it is, it's like 30 degrees Celsius, uh, which is up in the 90s for you. But I'm irritable. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. And as you just said, when mama's not happy, yeah. <laughs> everybody died. <laughs> so, you know, in terms of, it, you know, it's not necessarily the comfort zone. It's the smart zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. And I, I think for me, because when I was for the last 20 years as a traveling artist, there are seasons when there are a ton of shows and you're on and you're going and you're going. And winters used to just be so hard for me because I it was it was hard to go from that intense productivity and interaction with people to just nothing staying home and doing nothing and I I had a lot of trouble with that I I had to allow my get to the point where I allowed myself it's 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 okay (laughs) to not be go 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 all the time you know and so now I, I really enjoy those moments and that's okay talking about creativity sometimes that's where the best ideas come from because you have slowed down you have just sort of, in my case, tuned out the outside world. And that that's that's a really fertile place to be. Yeah. I listen to talk radio and I've heard so many creative types say that it was an adjustment. Some of them survived. Some of them, you know, went straight out in left field and others just blossomed into something close, but not quite. So yeah, the whole gamut. It's been an interesting for me. I had a a divorce and a move and all that kind of pre-pandemic. So for me, it's just been an interesting decade overall. And I I like where I am, but I'm really curious to see where I'm going next because obviously it's not static. Yeah. And that's the good thing. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> Okay, that other dreadful perfectionism. I, I don't <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> I'm still in recovery. <laughs> Embrace the word. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been trying perfectionism. to break free. perfectionism. Well, how do you define perfectionism? What is it for you? Uh, okay, other terms that come to mind are anal retentive. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think clenchy just yeah like and and it's only usually I think I've broken free of expecting perfectionism from others I mean of expecting my version of perfectionism from others but within myself I still know that I mean if if something's not lining up within a millimeter it's like a like it antsy okay as I say I'm in recovery I'm I'm still trying I'm working on it I'm getting better (laughs) yeah you got a whole lifetime okay so let's go back to the word flow Because for me, I plant that seed, I have an idea of what I want it to be. And in my mind, of course, perfect. 
But if I try to do it right now, it's not going to line up. There's, there's like nothing I can do to make it line up. But if I wait those three years or whatever its time frame is, everything just clicks into place and I didn't really have to do anything. It just is perfect on its own. Does that open anything up for you at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess what I'm thinking there, like, give, you know, in your case, it was three years. I, that was a random. Well, no, no. But what I'm thinking is, you know, you have this idea, you know, that it's not going to, you know, sp- you know, jump into action tomorrow. Given, I mean, something like even a year is a long time. Do you find that just because it's, you've given it air, like you put it out into the world that it starts to happen. I mean, you're probably helping it. Or is that something that you like, almost like put a, a note on the fridge and or a post-it note somewhere and just keep on looking at it and keeping it front of mind, even if you're not actively pursuing it? Yeah, that's a good point. It depends on how big the project is. Because, okay, let's say I'm working on a painting. (laughs) This was me in college. I would just leave the painting on the easel and I'd walk past it every, you know, few hours or whatever. So it's still in my mind. It's still fresh. A part of me is still pondering, you know, how to make that tree branch better or whatever. And other things I, I, because I have so many ideas. I mean, I would be happy doing a million things, right? So I planted all these seeds and whoever's the one that's, most present and saying me 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 (laughs) pick me pick me then I'll work on that one but while I'm working on that one the other one might come in so it's it's more like a tapestry or a weaving of of things good example I did an art show I've done many art shows but I had this one I had all these projects I had going and I wanted each of them to get in there I picked a word and I made an art piece for that word I was going through it was probably about the divorce time and there was, there were like three, two or three that just never, they never got finished. And one ironically was balance. No humor there. Um, and, and I just, the, the pieces didn't go in the show. That was it. They, I wasn't, <laughs> them and I weren't finding our quote unquote perfection. We weren't finding that balance to finish. I, I don't know. So it, perfectionism is, I almost feel like it's a, it's a dictator word. I want you to be this in this time frame and this, and that's, that's not how the world works. One thing I, well, I was gonna say one thing I constantly say to myself, and I do mean a lot is perfect is a moving target. Hmm. My favorite term is good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there is a perfect because it, I mean, for instance, a book, oh my gosh, I have a friend of mine wrote this book, you know, humongous book. And I walked into the gallery one day and he's reading it. And I'm like, you're reading your own book, you know, 30 years later or something. He said, yeah, I'm editing it. <laughs> it nothing's ever done. Nothing's ever finished. Nothing's ever perfect. But at some point you got to say, okay, that's good enough and move on to the next thing. Cause that's exhausting to just keep banging your head against the same brick. Okay, that might be a really good segue. You know, I, I started by talking about those teachers, and you had a similar experience. Uh, those outer critics are bad enough. What about our inner critics? Speaking of perfectionism, yeah, I, I, I just shut them up. Why, why give them a voice? Actually, ask them. Turn around and ask them. Why are you bugging me? What is it you want? Oftentimes, they just kind of want you to acknowledge the fact that they have something to say. They often just want to be heard. I'm speaking like somebody who has many voices in their head, but we all do admit it. You have voices in your head. Just ignore them. I mean, my, okay. So I was a silversmith for years. My, what I would do while I was silversmithing is I would put on a book on tape or stream a movie that you don't have to do subtitles or didn't have a really complicated plot. And I would do my work and so any voice that might have had an opinion about something is it's like sitting your kid in front of cartoons. <laughs> it's like, you just go listen to that book while I get some work done. <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to work for writers. You're going to have to figure out something else. But, I, you know, it's not really that important of a voice. Sorry. Well, it's interesting to the, like, 
<laughs> Whenever you open your mouth, my you give me more thoughts. This is great. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it's just me after working. <laughs> you you said you know inner critic. Well, what do you want? Yeah. And all I'm thinking about is inner critic. Get a, get a voice of your own because you're just you're trying to sound like that teacher from grade five yeah, yeah. who didn't like this or didn't like that. You know, like like be original. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a client who she she did have one of those voices, and she turned around and faced it for the first time. And went through the fog, went through all this stuff. Turned out it was a little tiny like miniature Chihuahua inside a garbage can, screaming its head off. And the minute she saw it and acknowledged it and pet it, I can't remember what she did, but it was like, oh, that voice really isn't that important. Once I see who it is that's actually speaking, that all sounds a bit psychotic, but there it is. <laughs> No, because I'm just thinking maybe that's a good way to, like, when you hear that voice is just say, shut up, you annoying little chihuahua in a garbage can, clunk on the lid, (laughs) throw a bunch of cotton balls in there to mute the sound and put the lid on. Well, and another way to think of it is maybe it is that fifth grade teacher that said you can't do something. Well, why in your 60s, 70s, 80s is the a fifth grade teacher's name you probably can't even remember or color of their eye. Why are they still important? Why is their voice in your head having a say? Right, I can't remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, so why does she get a voice in your head? Why is she an important voice in your head? Oh, Be gone. <laughs> you were royalty in a past life. I like the hand just slipped it away. Be gone. <laughs> Okay, what are, pers- I'm going now to some of your talking points. Yeah. Um, the- Do you want to take a moment and go look at your profile? <laughs> no, I, I go for it. <laughs> what are perspective shifts and why are they important? Okay, so perspective shifts for me are, uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but I can get in a rut. And maybe that's part of that stagnation comfort zone you were talking about. So if I get in a rut and I'm stuck and I'm just unhappy and things aren't flowing, right? You're not seeing the magic. You're not getting in touch with your curiosity. Perspective shifts will sometimes jolt you into moving again or whatever. So even for me, just going and laying on the ground and staring at the sky, like I did as a kid, there haven't been clouds the last couple of days, but when there's clouds and not smoke, <laughs> that's good. Um, hanging upside down. When you're in a city, you see a whole different view on the street versus if you're standing on the top of a skyscraper looking down. You know, it just travel. Travel's a great one for getting different perspective, especially to other countries. So just, yeah, just shifting. I, it just opens you up. There's something in you that we, we get really serious about our lives and we think our, our problems and our, the things we're focused on are really important. Most of the time they're not. And most of the time we can't do the thing, do anything about the thing we're really stressing about. So to just get out of our own way is, I don't know, it's just, it's healthy. I've thought then about something as simple as a tree. And I'm yeah. looking out the window right now, this big tall tree. Uh, it is upright. The branches go like that. <laughs> I'm glad you can see what I'm doing because none of the listeners can. <laughs> um, but the minute I go lie on the grass under that tree, it looks totally different and I'm seeing things that I will never see from this angle. So, um, and, and hug, of- the, hug the tree, smell the tree, crinkle. I have, I live under a bunch of madrona. So the leaves are just falling off the trees right now. The sound, even the sound, I walk at night with my goats or with my sheep. I used to have goats and the sound I can tell by the footstep, which animal is coming towards me, you know? So it's, it, it's a different perspective. Take, yeah. Oh my God. Get rid of your smell for a minute or your eyesight or your hearing and then go out into the world. It's a different world. We rely on certain things all the time. And the minute you get rid of those things you're relying on, you live in a different world and yet you're in the same world. Okay. I'm thinking of all sorts of projects for our listeners to do, but sure. that's okay. <laughs> I'm just here to plant seeds. Y'all yeah, just yeah. <laughs> go somewhere and like, cover your eyes and sit or you know like pluck your ears like just then what are you taking in you know we just yeah yeah, we interpret you know based on so many different things but being who you are being in the same world but being a 
different aspect of yourself in that same world, you're going to see a different world. It's magic. We're going back to the magic word. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What does it mean to awaken our inner child and our wise elder? Hmm. So for me, especially during the lockdown and the pandemic, uh, once I got over the whole panic stage and the, ah, you know, the sky is falling stage, <laughs> I realized that what brings me pleasure now as an adult is the same stuff that brought me pleasure as a little kid. So to tap into that as an adult, okay, maybe the equipment I use to, to explore that world is a little different. I'm obviously, hopefully a little bit wiser after all these years, but to tap into that, that curiosity and that, that aliveness that a little kid has, that play in that, I don't have all my words today, but there's, there's magic in that. There's, I mean, do you, you remember doing things as a little kid and just be lost in it forget food, forget mom calling you for, you know, whatever. You're just, you're in this world of, of wonder. So I think that's really important for adults, especially if you raise children or are a teacher or whatever. I, I think that's really important for us to, to get back to that. Maybe don't have to live there all the time, although I'd like to, thank you. But I think that's an important seed of who we are and what brings us pleasure. And if, if you are having a moment where you're stuck or things are kind of off kilter to return to that, I think is just a really good grounding place. And as far as the inner wisdom, the wise elder, I, we've all got it in us. I think I was more in touch with mine when maybe I was in college. <laughs> I, I have fluctuated over the years as I go, but th that's in there as well. It's like you have all genetically, we're, we're just part of, this whole line of people and it's all in you, everything you've ever absorbed, even if you haven't consciously taken it in, you've taken it in. We, we know more than we think we do. And if you're trying to find an answer to a question or a solution to something, you know what it is. Other people can give you ideas, but those ideas worked for them. What you need, the answers to your questions are all inside of you. And so figuring out how to tap into that and it's just better. You'll, it's, it's like custom, custom fitting your life to you because you're the only you, you're the only one who can live your life. I would suggest to any grandmothers out there that they take their wise elder self out with their two or three year old grandchild mm. and go at that pace. Yeah. as they walk through mud and pick up a rock and and find the same wonder yeah wonder i love that word yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean that's that's how you describe a small child out in the environments for those first few times it's like everything's new everything's wonder or even give a kid a crayon and a white wall it doesn't even have to be a white wall a wall and a crayon. They're probably lost for hours. It's the best. Give them two crayons. They're really going for it. <laughs> well, and, and and don't make the mistake I made. I was working one day. I had my grandson with me. He was about three at the time. He's probably four because he'd already started at some sort of daycare. And I made these colors or pictures, just printed them off the computer. And he was coloring them you know the big box and then when he showed me he said grandma I'm not very good at staying inside the lines and and I looked at him and I said well that does that matter and he said well at daycare you know the, the lady says that I, I should stay inside the lines so I explained to him that well we better come over to grandma's computer because obviously grandma created that picture wrong and I put the, the lines in the wrong place <laughs> so I made him like a bigger picture so that hey look at this according to your view now you're inside the lines that was all grandma did it wrong <laughs> you know so it was like yeah that staying inside the lines is one of those things that drives me crazy okay because you said the word lines this is coming to mind i yeah. don't remember the guy's name because i'm not good at that that was my grandmother's job there's a guy who does a ted talk and he he was an artist and he developed a, a trembling disease or he developed something that his hands shake 
and he's a young guy. I mean, maybe thirties or something. So he just, I think he, I think the title of the Ted talk is embrace the shake. So now he does artwork where all his lines are jiggly, but he's got these beautiful pieces. So up close, it's this squiggly line, but far away, you wouldn't know. So embrace that you can't quote unquote color inside the lines. That's you. Do you. (laughs) I love your response to your grandson. That, that was brilliant. So yeah, I'm just going to do that. Do you and put it right up on the window. So (laughs) now speaking of doing you, (laughs) why is doing only a small fraction of creating? What else is there? Well, this was, this, this is where I got, kind of bogged down in the the off time because sometimes it feels like in life if we're not doing something if we're not productive and we're not yeah look even my jaw is clenching my hands are (laughs) we must do it you're not a part of society but so much of creativity is is letting your brain relax and make connections between things that you wouldn't if you were forcing it I mean this goes back to flow I think so much and, and magic and a lot of other words. It, it, it's allowing the space and time for something to just grow in its own rhythm. I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot in this, but with different words, but that's good. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's not all a steady march in life. Sometimes you gotta stop beneath that tree and take a picnic. And, and that's where you're gonna see the ants that are building a nest or, you know, the birds in the tree up above. And it's, that's where the ideas come from. That's where the good, if you allow yourself that time and space. I mean, my best moments of creativity have come when I'm just walking in the woods, kind of minding my own business. If I'm at my table and I'm working, yeah, some ideas come, but mostly I'm focused on working. I'm focused on making sure things are fitting together and the colors are good, you know, whatever. I'm, it's, it's a different part of the brain. And that's a good part of the brain, but if you're there all the time, you're gonna you're gonna be neglecting some really fun stuff. Yeah, and I think that's a good a, a good little phrase to remember the, the fun stuff, you know, because it's one thing to be always pursuing a new aspect or you know a different perspective shift or whatever, but when you just relax and and have fun, it's like you'd be surprised what what yeah. comes in the door. Exactly. <laughs> it's like breathing just breathe that's all just breathe okay I opened with a teaser now I'm going to put you on the spot (laughs) how do we create the life we want now you've touched on a few things I think if anybody's taken notes they've they've got a few ideas oh that scares me the idea of someone taking notes (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait what does she say back it up well I think that really starts with you knowing yourself And if you've been a good little girl or boy and you've done all the things you're supposed to, then you probably don't know who you are anymore. So you really need to get back to that curious child. Allow yourself the space and time to explore what makes you happy and use your body. So you, (laughs) like when I said that one thing, I was like, I got all clenched. Listen to what your body's saying. So and sometimes it's just warning you that, yeah, jumping off the cliff is maybe, you know, not so detrimental to your health or it is detrimental to you. Maybe just walk through the world and see what, what brings you joy, what brings you peace, what brings you excitement or whatever you're looking for. If you want to be tortured, my God, go be tortured. That's not for me. But if, if you take those parts of you, and put them all together. What does your life look like? What like I can't go do a forty-hour-a-week job for somebody. I, I, I physically can't do that anymore. It's not. Matter of fact, I've never done it. So there you go. <laughs> but so right now, in my life, I, I ended up leaving silversmithing and being on the road doing art shows. I've just I've kind of left that all behind. Did it for a couple decades. We're good. Check. Now, what I want more than anything is I want to be on my land. That's it. I just want to be on my land. I want to plant things. I want to watch things grow. So how do I get somebody to pay me to do that? How? Because how, I still, 
I still have a mortgage. I still have bills. I, you know, I still have the normal human stuff. So how, how do I make that work? If I take all those elements of what I want in my life, I became a dog sitter and I'd, I'd already kind of done that as a side hustle, but now I'm taking in dogs for boarding and whatnot. So I get to hang out on my property with a bunch of dogs. Okay. Maybe I don't get stuff done in the best possible. I hear my body's clenching again. You know, the, the, like I'm not speedy with all my projects. I go with the flow of the dogs. I'm totally happy. And all my bills are paid. Just figure out what you want and then find a way to get to it. And I think as, as you know, crazy windy as that road can be, um, you know, I mentioned that I moved to towns to take care of my mom. Well, she had dementia and I knew that I couldn't be gone for that 40 hour work week. So I created a and b meant I was home all day, got to meet all sorts of interesting people, made some money, not enough money. No, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I think my mom's dementia finally put the kibosh on the whole plan, but that's okay. You know, there's always a plan B. Plan C, Plan D. I think I got to Plan F before I finally settled down. Well, and you can only live in this moment. You can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. So, so you don't do the B and B till you're 107. Whatever you did it for a while, it was great. It fulfilled whatever need you had at that moment. You learned something. It's now you're wiser. It's all good. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> We just make the best decisions we can with the goal that we're moving towards and and making decisions for things that bring us joy and happiness. And that's going to be very, that's the thing. It's going to be different for everybody. Your formula is not someone else's formula. And I think too, sometimes just by putting a thought out into the world, yeah. you get all sorts of interesting feedback, whether it's from the world, from the universe or from the people around you, or I know somebody who could, you know, give you a suggestion, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so it's, yeah, you got to put it out into the air. Yeah, we're all connected. Sorry, no one's an island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on an island. No. <laughs> I live on a peninsula, which is kind of like an island. <laughs> oh, dear. What haven't I asked you that you think mid-age women should think about? You know, I think the most interesting thing that has happened to me recently is by being with a bunch of dogs that are not mine. One of the dogs is mine. And trying to make sure that they're all happy and content or that their needs are being met in this day with whatever they want. Everything is so energetic. It's, I mean, I always knew there was, a, we as humans, and trees, whatever. I always knew that there was energy, but I think I'm so much more aware of it now. So if something feels a little off, it's like, is it the dog or the, maybe they need a treat? You know, it's, I am not, I'm not speaking this well, because this is the first time I tried to talk about it, but there's, we live in a very energetic place and being around all these dogs has made me realize just the depth of that. So check in with yourself, see how you feel even like set a timer that goes off once an hour every day. And what are you doing right now? How do you feel? Does it feel good? Is it, is that how you want to feel? You know, <laughs> the voice in your head right now that you're listening to, is that really a voice you want to listen to? And it's just this checking in with yourself all the time and making sure that as far as we know, maybe this is the only life we get. So how do you want that life to be? And it's never too late to make changes. Changes happen. We all know that change is constant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay to, you know, kind of push that river a little bit here and there and, and make choices that suit you. I'm going to add in there too, that when, for example, when I knew that I would be leaving my town, my career, everything to go take care of my mother, I wasn't quite sure what that was going to look like. And that whole B&B &B idea was sitting at the back of my head, but I, I knew that it wasn't necessarily the only idea. I ended up going on the real estate listings and looking at businesses. And, you know, it was like, oh, forget that one. 
or mm, let me look into this one. And it's not that everybody wants to start a business at mid-age, whatever, but just even to, to put yourself in a place where different ideas are coming at you. Um, and I, I love the way you said, you know, what were your interests when you were a kid? You know, maybe, maybe there's something there if you really revisited it now as an adult. Uh, I sometimes tell people to dig out their high school yearbook and you know how they always put uh, is going to be this or wants to be this. Yeah, like, like why, why did you think that then? And now you're not even in that ballpark. Is that something you might want to revisit? So. I'd, I'd go back even earlier than that. Cause yeah, I, yeah. like once we do step into the school system, there's so much funneling us down. It's like I got funneled down the college path, you know, <laughs> which isn't bad. I'm not saying that any of that's bad, but did that fit the core of who I am and what I want? Like I, all I ever wanted was to be a kid out in nature. That's all I ever wanted. So that's what I'm doing. And, and anybody that's my age went through, especially the first eight years, being prepared for the next four, which would either be university or technical school. And if you were on the technical school route back in the 60s, it was because you weren't smart enough to be in the university route. And of course, now we all know that anybody who ends up in a technical trade kind of thing is like this, they're, they're brilliant and they're so necessary. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a whole different time. That it is. And there's not one answer. I mean, college was the thing you did and I did it some, but it was, my heart wasn't in it, you know, and where I am and where I ended up in my life. I couldn't learn that stuff in college. So did I waste time going? Probably not. But who's to say another path wouldn't have been better? I, you know. But but what I heard at the beginning was it was in college that you saw all those artist types. Well, that was the first time I actually got to look around at the world. And because in high school and junior high and stuff, you're you're if you have to take specific classes, you don't have a lot of options, especially if you lived in a small town. So it wasn't till college where it's like, okay, yeah, what what do you want to do with your life? I don't think I'd ever thought about it before. Yeah. I discovered all sorts of things in university back in 1971. <laughs> anyway, moving on now. Oh, no, it's okay. My mother can't hear. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you've got you've got voices in your building? She yeah, but they're not my mother. They're the people who have lived. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and some of them would probably join me. Okay. So you keep on talking about the artist you've painted you've been a silversmith what has your artistic life been like like what sort of things have you done let's see I mean I you know you're you're an artist from day one I think the first medium I worked in I I was an only child so I wrote a ton okay. then at a young age my dad gave me a camera I grew up with a dark room in the house blah 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 so when it came to college what I ended up doing was studying photography because that's what I already knew and that's whatever then it was right at that moment between the the old way and the digital way, I kind of fell in the gap. <laughs> and then I just thought, okay, let's do something else. I saw a class, they had, well, you probably have similar classes. They had a, a class here that was native basket weaving, you know, when using native materials. And I just, there's something about vessels that hold things that really turn me on. <laughs> Pots, mugs, bowls, baskets. That just like that that's excites me. So I did basket weaving for a few years. I was in a gallery with my baskets working for a woman who does lamp work beads, glass beads. And she got me turned on to metal and silversmithing. And at some point I realized, oh, people pay more for silver for metal than they do for twigs and roots. Okay. So I went that way. I kind of work in a medium till I feel like. I've plateaued too much to push on and then I move on. So there was a whole lot of sampling of other mediums in there. So then I did silversmithing for a few years, total over 20. Matter of fact, I still have all the stuff, but I was doing a show at a thing called Alpaca Palooza and there were all these alpacas and I fell in love. So I traded some alpacas for jewelry and then I got into felting, weaving, spinning, dyeing, and that kind of brought us to the pandemic. And now I'm, I'm, I'm remaking myself. So I've got six years till my mortgage is paid off. I'll do the dog thing, work on my land for six years and 
I don't know, check back in six years. See what, okay. <laughs> it, might not take, it might not take a whole six years, but I like a little boundary. It's like, okay, I can do this for six years and, you know, we'll see what happens next. What I really like about what you've been saying is that, you know, so often we hear that line of get a real job, you know, the arts don't pay and oh. you can't, you can't earn a living, it but really well. yeah, just yeah, find something that, that is a good combination of what you really, really like doing and earns the money that you need to earn because I think, I think it's like having any business a sole proprietor or whatever is you have to figure out how to make it pay and you have to find that price point you have to find the people who want what you want you have you have to find you know it's it's a game so now a lot of people are selling online through their yeah. social media or whatever so it's it's both the stage is bigger <laughs> it's both more and and okay here's where i am so i was the whole art show remember you go out and you see the white booth and all these people out there selling i'm part of that crowd I was one of the younger ones with all the, the people aging out of that system. Now people are switching to more social media. And, and I feel like it's that photography thing where I'm stuck between the, the old and the new. And, and it's like, okay, this seems like a good time to switch gears. And I, I don't want to spend all my time in front of my computer selling things. I just, I don't. <laughs> and, and it sounds like it's, it's really good to just own it. Like uh, I'm yeah. stuck in this, you know, this, empty zone uh the in-between place and, and nobody wants to be in the in-between place so so what is next yeah i have no idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna involve all the things my life always involves animals and nature and creativity and you know some fun friends that's all i need and i i would like to say that about jobs too i think a lot of people they work so hard to get the new car and to get the retirement plan that then all of a sudden, oops, it vanished because somebody hit the wrong button and then the economy went to shit. Oops, I swore. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> We're That's getting explicit rating. <laughs> you know, it's it's that same thing. It's like you can only live in the present. So I'm not saying a real job isn't a good idea. I'm not saying the retirement plan isn't a good idea, but is it worth killing yourself now so that maybe you can live long enough and healthy enough to enjoy that extra $5 a week that you just. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, you're laughing, but seriously, you look at some of these no. things and then you look at the bottom line and that is exactly what you get. It's yeah. like another five bucks a week. It's like, yeah. forget that noise. Well, and here's just to really scare people. I don't have a retirement plan. I don't have money in savings. I've got land. I've got my, my brain, which and I always land on my feet and I have, I don't know, things always work out for me. So that's the river I'm floating down and it's not for everybody, but it's worked for me. So I think you and I, you and I are sisters from another mother because I'm caretaking this house until the estate settles. And I don't know when that will be. And I don't know where I will be next where I will be will be difficult because I also have a dog but and people I, because I have so many old people in my life they, they worry for me and I go like hmm. no you know no I always land on my feet I've, I've said that for decades well and do you know why I bought this place was because I had a dog and renting with a dog was impossible yeah. so I ended up finding some land and getting that and then you know <clears throat> a lot of dogs and other animals followed but <laughs> it doesn't have to be difficult yeah. You the word difficult. That's the only reason I putting that in there. It doesn't have to be difficult. You just don't know the answer yet. That's all. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> okay, now this is the point in the podcast where you know I say, Well, tell us what you do and where to find you. But <laughs> I I opened with that because I spent an hour and a half this morning trying to no. figure out how to get to your website, only to find that you've said no. I'm moving on to the next phase now. There is no website. <laughs> so yeah. dog, dog sitting is because, so we can talk dog sitting for a minute. Dog sitting is because you have land and you know dogs, I presume. Yeah, yeah I grew up with animals. I, you know, yeah, I had the website. I had the podcast, which I did for a couple of years. I still haven't finished putting all the episodes out there. My computer died and it was like, Every once in a while, the universe gives you a nod that sort of says, you need to go in that direction. 
So my computer died and it was like, do I really want a new computer or do I just want to like fade off into the woods? So I'm at the fade off into the woods phase. (laughs) I just want to play on my land. I wanted to work on a humongous creative project, but I didn't want to do a big painting. I don't want to like start a whole sculpture career where I have to then market and sell and transport. I just want to play on my land. So that that's it the dogs are a means to an end besides they're fun i like them they're good (laughs) i'm gonna say too that and therein lies the difference between all of us you see if this computer dies i have got everything backed up to two separate clouds i have discovered a passion i never thought i was techie i just it never occurred to me and if you'd asked me i would have laughed but uh, (laughs) now that i'm in it I can't stop learning. I love it. I would be buying a bigger, better computer. So, you know, just once again, for our listeners, yeah, here's the two opposite ends, which is, I, I also love what you're doing. So don't, don't get me wrong there. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, you know, maybe if, I, if you want both, buy a new computer and then find somebody with the land to rent, to house you. Well, I think that it's just like a really good lesson about life. Something happens and sit with how you feel about what just happened. I mean, obviously there was the temper tantrum and all that, but once all that stuff passes, it's like, oh, I could let go of this thing that isn't really serving me anymore anyway. Well, okay, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or on the other hand, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to survive. I need, I really need, this is an important part of my life. I will do everything I can to make it keep going. Decision made, go that way. Yeah. And for listeners who are listening to this, if you go back to the beginning of July and listen to the podcast episode on decluttering and simplifying, (laughs) there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything we haven't talked about that you want to say before we wrap? Just, it's your life. Do, do, we'll do that again. Do you do what brings you the most amount of satisfaction that you can find? Because that's it. If you, if you're happy and you're fulfilled, that's going to ripple out. You know, that's all we can do is ripple out. So, what are you, what are you putting out in the world? If you're putting out stressed, negative, uh, that's maybe how we have so many problems at the moment. Sure. If we all put out like this happy, content, because if I'm happy and content, I can look at you and I'm not going to see your faults. I'm going to see the parts of you that shine, that, that are beautiful, you know? But if I've got my inner critic and my perfectionist going, I'm going to look out at the outside world and I'm going to see their faults and their horribleness. And we're all, there's so much of all of us. So you get to choose. Give me my rose colored glasses. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I was just going to mention that the reason you said you look at me with when you're calm and, you know, you don't see any faults and then you changed it to looking out at the the world is because I was going, I don't have any faults. Okay. So I think we're going to close on ripple out. There we go. And if you really think about it, that's exactly what happens. Just a pebble in this ocean. Listeners, if you have thoughts on today's show, please talk to us. Leave comments where you're listening, or if you're listening at the Boomer Woman's Podcast at boomwithabang.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and talk to us there. Leave stars and reviews where you can, all of you who listen at Apple Podcasts. They help us grow. Share this episode. If you're still convinced you're not creative, I call full tweed. See, I don't swear on my own podcast. Um, Hayden has shared so many great thoughts about creativity or our possibly warped, okay, not warped, but outdated (laughs) view of what creativity is, please think about what your view of creativity is. Hayden Starbuck, thank you for being my guest today and poking. And (laughs) I say poking because that's a good way of waking something up. 
thank you for poking at our inner creative today. And I will say, I do have 180 episodes out there, although I haven't finished the last maybe 10 of them. The Curious Creatrix podcast. I think I'll keep just leaving that up, even though I won't be adding more podcasts to it. So okay. I talk to creative. So if you need to hear a creative talk, look us up. Okay. You know, in my notes I had, and you have a podcast. Um, and I thought because you were dumping it all, but if you're leaving it up, that's great. So say it, tell us again. The Curious Creatrix. Okay. And that link will be in the show notes and on your page on the website. I have a link. A link. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Hayden. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks. This has been fun. Mm-hmm.